0: hey there this is straight talk no sugar added i am your host nina perez and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking let's do this today i am excited i have this really amazing person here her name is laura staley and she is the founder of cherish your world and Laura passionately supports people thriving by guiding them to a holistic transformation of space, heart, and life. You're gonna fall in love with her because I think I'm already falling in love. And Laura knows that there's a relationship between the conditions of our homes and workplace and the quality of our lives. And she wants to help us live in the deepest values and aspirations and finally to shed some limiting beliefs. So Laura, thank you so much for being here on Straight Talk. I really appreciate your time. How are you? I'm very well, thank you.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me as a guest on your show. It's truly an honor and a joy to be here with you. Oh, thank and I'm doing, you. I'm doing really well. I, I'm flourishing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, well, yeah, yeah, I want some of that. <laughs> a, a quieter mind <laughs> has helped immensely, but yeah, it a long time to get here. <laughs> well, that's good. And I want to talk about that, right? Because I think that this last year, as you know, has been like this big thing for people. So, so some people actually really thrived last year. This was a year of them, you know, finding themselves and finding what they loved and what they did. And, and then we have the opposite of that. I've spoken to people who really struggled and um, the separation from other humans really got to them and their, you know, mental health started being questioned. So I, you know, I definitely thought that our meeting here today is very timely Um, And so I wanted to first start off with just letting my audience know a little bit more about you. I gave a little synopsis, but a little bit more about you. And then we're going to get into talking about what it is you do and how you help people, you know, kind of break those limiting beliefs and and how they can, you know, align their lives so they have some more peace. If that's all right with you, that's where we're going. That's beautiful. (laughs) It works for me. (laughs) Great. Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I uh, wow. I uh, grew up in a small town. Um, very many challenges. Lots of. I grew up terrified, traumatized. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people ask me, you know, what what had you come to cherish your world? And it's interesting because the my parents' home that I grew up in uh, was, you know, kind of a classic of the of the pretense of you know the beautiful public spaces, but the hidden in the closet. Down in the basement, dank, dark basement, <laughs> scary places, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it was kind of like, wow, this is just amazing. And and you know, all the strategies I I used to cope and survive, but that wasn't the only container in which I faced challenges. School and uh, the church environment. So nature and introspection became my safe havens and books, <laughs> which I've recently learned is a healthy way to dissociate. If you're familiar with that it's when a person is dealing with trauma and they just kind of are in that freeze state and kind of disconnected but when you connect with uh reading you're engaging your mind in an imaginative way which is wow that's really great to hear because it was a lifeline yeah. for me and then you know kind of fast forward i um earned a master's and a phd in political science education was huge it was an important value of my family uh, and and for me also, but I very quickly realized in the space of choosing consciously to be a full-time parent that I had been handed all these scripts, right? Mm-hmm. And messages of what, who I was and what I should do with my life and and those changing expectations, right? And I, I discovered uh, after a flood of a finished basement when my kids were really little, the beauty and transformative wisdom of feng shui and I also went about the business of breaking my own cycle um, and healing deep inside especially when I became a mom I did I had begun that deep dive work before becoming a parent because it's like wow if i want to be a loving parent i don't want to repeat those ancestral patterns Mm -hmm. right that were were so uh, hurtful and harmful and wounding and traumatizing and terrifying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and i really i really wanted to steep my kids in love and acceptance and um honor them and i was perfectly imperfect of course but I am proud to say that I have loving relationships with my grown children today. So back to the flood. Yeah. Right? I'm like, how does this and flood I'm tie in like, here? Wow, <laughs> me, I know. So I have, so my kids are little, we have a flood of a finished basement, um, you know, five inches, you know, five inches of water. It's, you know, it turns out that it was a pipe that had been improperly installed, but then there's rain and snow melt. And it was literally on Valentine's oh, night. Like, wow. And and out of that, in the aftermath, I was with a family member at the time um, about a month later. And she's like, oh my gosh, you got to read about the, the you got to read this book, and, you know, Feng Shui. And I was like, feng shui. Well, you know, I'd never yeah. heard the expression. Right. But she hands me this book and she's like, you're going to, you're going to love it. And I open it to this part where it says, live with belongings you love. Mm. And I'm, and, and Nina, I'm like, It's stuff. What? Wait, what? Mm -hmm. And and yet I'm intrigued at the same time. I end up devouring the entire book. Well, not literally, (laughs) but I read it cover to cover. She's like, just take it with you. I'll get another copy. You know, and I, I walk back in my house and I look around on the first floor now. And I'm seeing belongings that I loathe. And they're mm. all hand-me-downs. And then I looked at my life, and it's not that I loathe my life. I love. Right. I still love being a mother, right? I actually was one of those people who who loved mothering. It was hard. It's challenging. It's like it's every. You know, it's like oh, yeah. a lot. Of, oh yeah. <laughs> especially if you take it on consciously, right? Um, and yet it was like, wow, back to that whole thing of. I mean, I've been hand-me-downed, right? All these scripts of who I was supposed to be. Uh-huh. Um, negative, positive, a lot of negative. And I just was like, who am I? I don't even live here. <laughs> wow. He who is in this house? Reading like, one book. It was <laughs> such a metaphor and it was such a profound aha. And in that moment, I, I realized that I could begin, I'd already lost a whole bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I can start letting go. I just, and I began purging these things that I, wow. I that I loathed. And it wasn't like I ran out and got a bunch of stuff. I really went deep inside in that introspection, right? And did a, did that discovery of what it is that actually supports the quality of my life and nurtures oh. this part of me. And I got I got happier and happier with each load that went off to donations and friends, you know. And, oh my gosh, and my friends were- Were, like, the, were the kids happy though? Oh, or were you yeah. <laughs> just throwing out yeah, their things too? It was so much fun. Well, yeah, well, I started a process of donate, keep, and it was interesting because their dad at the time, who I, I was married to at that time, because then, you know, the feng shui clearing also, you know, included he got cleared out <laughs> uh it just you know got to that place it really where cleaned like, up rapidly. got it it's not a good fit relationship any longer and i was growing and evolving myself rapidly mm-hmm. right i was just i'd be i just got on the wow. hugely on that transformation ride um the kids were adorable um my, my son, I would always give them sacred space to clear. Uh, you know, we would do this donate ritual: donate, keep, donate, keep. Even my daughter, you know, I That's I uh, I'm supporting her in her space. Anyway, uh, I remember my son, you know, toddling down the hallway at four years old, going, "You can," you know, it, it was an item that I was pretty sure he didn't play with anymore, but I let him choose. Mm-hmm. I really honored his process. And about a week later about, you know, hovering over him without saying a word, you know, he, he and he, he found some items to, to let go of, uh, but he toddled down the hallway and said, you can put this in the, you know, donate bo- uh, box, mommy. And. You know like kids get it when you when you model it but but do you first you know i often get questions from couples and they're like ah oh, i need you to come over to deal with you know my wife or my husband or my partner or my lover or you know what my significant other um and i just say start with you start with right. you start with That's you good. start with That's what's good. in your heart start with that here we go with those limiting beliefs because Mm -hmm, one of mm -hmm. the biggest ones in space when there's an accumulation of things that we don't need usually the limiting belief Nina is I am not enough so people are out there Mm -hmm. accumulating to overcompensate for this limiting belief which is not true right Right. Um,
0: right
1: I am I am not enough and, and of course mm. we live in a culture that kind of, you know, <laughs> just keeps sending, kind it gives of that, you a lot, you're, not, you're mm-hmm. not pretty enough. You're not thin mm-hmm. enough. You're not, you don't have, you know, enough, 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 you're right. And it's like, at what point are we just whole we're, but yeah. you no, know, or thinking that we're actually whole human beings. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's uh, really that's good, a rich, you know, kind of backstory there, but I, I will do this for a lifetime. It is a passion of mine. It's amazing. I I I know the transformational experience people have when they take it on in a very conscious way of not just, you know, you know, going through, but really holding on to things and saying, man, this could be bittersweet
0: maybe somebody Mm -hmm.
1: just passed away. I mean, there's been a lot of loss, right? And you've inherited belongings from loved ones. And it's bittersweet. It's not just joy, no joy. It's like, I love, I feel sad. I feel Mm -hmm. a little resentful, you know, like it's this whole mixture of emotions that are imbued in the story of that, of that object. And to be aware enough, to un uncollapse all of that and look and see, is this serving, is this actually serving and supporting my life in a deep and meaningful way? And, and, have, I, and have I honored the belonging just like I would honor a loved one right. in life or in death? Right? So do
0: you, when you say that, do you, say, do you think that it is, um, it can be, it can be healthy to have an object that you honor is that what you mean when you say that like if somebody has an object that was given to them from a lost parent or a grandparent and they honor that one object or whatever that that's an that could be a healthy thing as opposed to just collecting things to collect things is that what you mean
1: yes it is and it's very mm-hmm. personal it's a very personal there's no cookie cutter right and that's why i really i'm not a should i mean i had enough for that on me to last me a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I see myself as a guide and, you know, offering lots of different ideas and perspectives on the physical clutter, as well as what's happening in their lives. Like what's actually happening in your life,
0: right? right? And is your physical
1: space showing up as a metaphor, but you just haven't seen it that way. You've just kind of been like, you know, unconscious Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. what your space is saying about your limiting beliefs about what you might be holding on to, um, it, you know, like for another example is, um, there was a person who, you know, as I was sharing this, she was like, oh my gosh, that's, that was my recognition. When I finally let go of the wedding dress from the failed marriage, it was holding the energy that I was a failure. Right. Wow. And then, like this grieving process. And once she separated herself and released that wedding dress from her space, it was just kind of like this liftoff oh, wow. of like I'm actually a loving human being, and I learned so much from that experience. You know, we get wisdom from pain. Mm-hmm. We do. I mean, it's just amazing. we do. We really do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yes. So to go back to your original question, yes. Each person gets to decide whether that object gets to stay and nourish them or, um, take a picture, take a picture mm-hmm. of it. And then, you know, uh, depart with gratitude and, you know, send it on to somebody who will love it. Somebody who, will yeah.
0: it, somebody so who will good. interact
1: with it. And the thing is, Nina, people have lost things. I mean, we had the fires, we've had floods, we've had hurricanes, yeah. they've lost everything. hmm and so and so for those of us who live with an abundance, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Which in this country, a lot of us live with way more than we need, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: To be able to generously share our abundance with others is yeah. really, that can be so healing. Um, I know another beautiful story. Sorry.
0: You're good. You know, it's funny that we're talking about this too, because my son literally was just down here. And he was like, mom, you're on your meeting yet? I was like, no, he's like, I'm sending back all of my items um, that my partner gave me. And I said, okay, he goes, I have to do it. I think I have to do it to release myself of it. Cause every time I see it, I think about the, cause they were engaged, but you know, it didn't work out. And he's like, and so now I just feel like every time I look at it, it just reminds me. And I said, if that's what you need to do to move forward and be free, then that's what you need to do. So pop them in the box right now and keep it moving, you know, but that's funny that you're mentioning that because you kind of just confirmed that. Okay. What I said was okay. And how he's feeling is okay.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's amazing what people will hold on to out of guilt, obligation. Wow. And I, and Mm -hmm. my encouragement Mm -hmm. is to say, you know, whose home is this? And it's not doing the world any good for you to be burdened by obligation or, or, or guilt. Um, and I actually have a story in my own life of driving every object that my parents had ever gifted me because the dynamic, and I know that's kind of like maybe over on an extreme with a huge gratitude letter like thank you oh. so much because what i identified and this was prior to the flood so it was my it was like my pre-flood yeah <laughs> story and experience but it was new year's wow. day and i realized none of those ob- objects and belongings had been given to me unconditionally with unconditional love mm. they came wow. with huge rage expectations i mean i literally um my my mother has since passed um, but she she had her struggles right but she would literally walk into my adult home and rage at me if i didn't have certain belongings Mm. out and where she thought they should go and it would change you know, and I would skirt, you know, like, and it was, again, it was like terrifying.
0: I'm being a lot of stress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it was very stressful and, um, you know, more, you know, what wires to get, what fires together, wires together. And so I finally got that. Oh my gosh, I'm not ever going to use these belongings in the proper way because it changes every time she comes over. So I realized, wow, they were never given unconditionally. Right. Right. She might even think they're pieces of her. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, she had right. her struggles, right? So I, I wrote this beautiful letter of gratitude and said, you know, I'm returning every one of these items to you. And, you know, just thank you so much. Because I, I know they were given, um, I believe they were they were initially given in, in love, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't freely, you know, it wasn't without right. strength.
0: <laughs> so did, did you give them back to her? Or did you just bring them to a certain, oh, you give them back to her. Okay. Oh,
1: no, I loaded up, I loaded up my minivan and I drove them up and I started unloading them into my into my parents' home. It Ooh, was so how funny. did
0: that go? Wow,
1: that was <laughs> wild. Well, it was so wild because they were just kind of like shocked. And at yeah. first, my mom was like, "Oh, you've left that marriage." You know, well, that wasn't to happen till later. And, and, right. and he, I think she thought I was going to move in with her. I was right. like, okay, no, that is not. No. <laughs> and then you know, and my dad was kind of confused. But then you know, being the man he was, uh, you know, he he just started helping me, you know, and I, I hugged them both. I handed them the gratitude letter. I thanked them and I, drove away wow. and we felt so free
0: that, yeah that must have been right because that was also bold right it showed Aww. you also that you have a strength within you that you probably didn't even know you had because if she was coming to your home and doing that and you were getting nervous and stressed doing that then yeah. you had some level of respect and even some maybe even a little fear as to how she would react so that was very bold of you it yeah. sounds to me like like that book came to you at the moment you needed it in your life right oh yeah it it feels like it completely flipped your life around right because I mean they gave you the book when the flood happened now two things could have happened you could have you know really gone into a deep depression over the flood and over all of the things that you've lost because that can happen naturally to any one of us Absolutely. But yet the book came in, like literally at the time that you needed it to then go, Hey, purge it all. <laughs> including the husband, purge everything. <laughs> and that came a few years later, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how amazing is that? Like, I always, I always feel like in life we're set up in a way sometimes where we just things come when they need to come when they need to be there. And This book has really changed your life because you have gone on to actually teach this as well, and you've written books as well, right? Yeah. Just from I mean that that just blows my mind on on how you really this really spoke to you in a very deep way. Um, Do your children still to this day uh, practice uh, feng shui or? Well, uh,
1: yes, they they definitely they definitely do the donate keep. Uh, my husband, I mean, my husband, my son has a, a girlfriend and he's let me know that she's all over it. She's, he's like, she's, you know, mom, it's great. She's always moving my stuff. And I, <laughs> you're going to love her. <laughs> he's, That's great. He's, like, he's really, he's really okay with it because he, he knows that. Exp- well, here's the other thing. He knows that experiences matter and connecting with human beings mm-hmm. Really matters, you know, high quality and being of service to others and in contribution. Oh, that's great. That's and if great. you're not focused on shopping and accumulating and then dusting and caring for or shoving all that stuff in a closet or a stuffed drawer that you never open or the junk room, right, that you never use, or, you know, you, your energy gets freed up for so many other things and usually experiences. Um, and that makes me think of, I have so many stories, but there was another. I love it participant <laughs> at a at a at a workshop at, and I was focused on decluttering and she came up to me and she said you know what it took me a year to go clear uh m- m- my deceased father's home and that is a year of my life that I won't I won't get back all that time mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. this past Christmas this was just her choice this is not like I'm you know now the rule or something but it was her Um, realization in her own heart that that Christmas she gave tickets to the symphony, to the ice skating event, to, uh, you know, what she, she started to identify what family members really loved to experience. There were no gifts under the tree that year because she, she got it like from the standpoint of all of these people in my life have plenty of belongings, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what I can give them is the gift of experiences. Oh,
0: Wow, because that's I, powerful.
1: Because I don't, I don't want anybody when I pass. You know, she didn't want her kids. You know, it was like it was like her wake up call to break mm-hmm. that cycle and not have her kids burdened by a, a year of their lives dedicated to sorting through her
0: belongings. Yeah. You know, I never associated, um, having so many belongings with, um, self-worth. I, I, that's, that's really powerful, right? Because I know, um, when I go through moments in my life where I'm feeling like insecure or I don't feel like I'm moving forward fast enough, or I'm not doing, I do that as well. I'll shop more than I normally do. I'll have more things around me than I normally do. And then I realize that when I get okay, Nina, let's get this together. What are we doing? And I start clearing up because I'm like, okay, you take, you take that, you give this, you take that. And when I do that, I feel much better. I do. I feel better mentally. I feel better around me. I feel stronger. And I just never kind of associated the two. I just figured, oh, depression, shopping, you know, but not realizing that that was, you know, that says a lot. And I have family members that still struggle very, very much. Now I know it's a lot attached to like that self-worth thing where they, their houses are um, almost like pack rats, right? They're they're completely, you know, cluttered and they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes so how do you how do you help someone um Laura go from from let's say somebody who I mean you must love those hoarding move, shows I don't know if you watch them or if they drive you nuts so you I don't watch, watch them, I can't watch them. Ah, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, Cause that must be yeah. really hard. Cause yeah. you're looking going, ah, yeah. um, yeah. I, I just wonder how you take, um, how you take someone through that, right? So how do, how do you take someone through that mentality of that, that limiting belief that they have and, um, you know, not feeling worthy and maybe even somebody who's hoarding a little bit to actually realizing that they are worth it, right? That they, that they, that, that the limiting belief is a lie and that we need to replace that with a truth. Um, do, do you have a process or something that you do with people to get them through that?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, well, first of all, I I love asking people what's different a year from now? What would mm. your life look like free of clutter? And what are you passionate about? What do you yeah. actually love? You know, separate from the belongings. What are the what are the experiences that you really love? Um, it's kind of like Mary Oliver's poem. You know, let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And when people, I think, are given permission to um, you know kind of connect with their heart space and listen to um, and. And, and often I'm just simply giving people permission, because I'll mm. ask these meaningful questions of people, and it'll be like, you know, and they'll, and then they'll give this answer, and they, they've come alive, right? And I'm like, right there, right there, that feeling, what you're, who I'm looking at right now, that, go there, go yeah. there, right? And and of course, I think there's grieve and 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 disconnecting from what other people likely have said about who you are that just Mm -hmm. wasn't true i mean that's that's what happened to me right Right. i i I was out there trying to earn my right to exist i mean that's that's how you know like like Mm -hmm. that's how low my because i i was literally told you know you're a worthless piece of you know mm-hmm. poo <laughs> but the other word the, you know mm-hmm. the vulgar word and 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 you know as a little kid i was like you know like i didn't i didn't have the capacity to question the truth of that right. and so right i just didn't have the capacity but as adults we actually have the capacity to ask ourselves, is that actually true? Mm-hmm. And to start to yeah. look at, and is it as, and is it absolutely true? And ha- and and how do you feel when you have that thought? So those are the kinds of questions that can get asked to begin to dismantle that yeah. that limiting belief. And to ground the person in, in, to begin to ground the person in, in their worthiness. So, you know, that vision of their life a year mm-hmm. from now, like how will you feel? And I just, I just led a decluttering for freedom class and the ladies were so ready. Uh, and, and I, cause I asked that question, you know, what's different a year from now, it's so without good. all these belongings stuffing your, you know, in your space that you don't interact with because Mm -hmm. so much of this is having an empowering relationship with our belongings and an empowering relationship with ourselves, our heart. And, you know, the thoughts in our mind. Um, I also, you know, uh, invite people to to quiet, you know, stillness. We're just like a highly stimulated. Oh my gosh, right? The pings and the blings and the ah, like you know, <laughs> holding the phone and you know, we've stopped looking in each other's eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, I'm looking at a dot. You know? Right, right, <laughs> <But after laughs> right. Talking, oh, wow, I was just talking to a, a piece of metal. This is really odd. Right. I, mean, I know I'm talking to you, but it's kind of you know, like it's you're not yep. like across from me. So, um. You know, learning to connect with ourselves. Uh, okay. there, there's some people that will uh, love mirror work. I mean, there's, there's just so many different tools that yeah. over the years of all the kinds of things I've read and workshops that I've participated in, you know, because I've been, you know, like I'm a, t- I'm a teacher and a student all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm a lifelong mm-hmm. learner, Nita. Mm-hmm. And Me so too. I love when, that. And I get an idea, you know, wherever I glean it. You know, I just want to share it with other people, or yeah. I hear a really good question that's act- asked of me, I'll ask it of a, of a participant or, 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 um, or a client. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, tell me about this physical object, you know, tell me, tell me, you know, because so much of clutter is fear is fear-based. And when mm-hmm. we, when we know that there's something more important than our fear, we'll go for it.
0: Oh, it's we'll so good.
1: Bold and courageous because there's something more important. And honestly, on my journey, my kids.
0: I was just going to say that. Yeah. My gosh, yeah.
1: My kids became. You would do anything kids. for that. Oh my God, right. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, <laughs> and then I realized in the process of, of recognizing that I would do anything for my kids, just about that. I could be that for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and I was learning some of those tools along the way you know I, I put myself I got I, I got my pit crew
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I, I personally needed a pit crew not everybody does but but I but I recognized that I yeah. had lived through you know just really heinous difficulties and really wanted my life to work I didn't want to I didn't want a life lived in fear anymore Nina yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want a life that suffocated me uh and so straight me about what was possible for for, for my life and for my heart and for my soul and the ways that I could contribute to the quality of of people's lives and it's a gas when people around you start flourishing isn't it like, oh my gosh it's <laughs> so, so fun <laughs> so much fun it and, is you know and they get they start to tell you the stories and the junk room is cleared and you know and it's the story of the woman who you know whose husband died and she cleared the office and created it as an art studio and then sold her first painting i mean oh
0: that's, that's awesome, awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's right? a good feeling
1: like, yeah <laughs> so, you know, having that vision, having that, per- yeah. you know, that write the permission slip. I mean, it's, it yeah. amazes me how how often I literally feel like I'm just writing permission slips yeah. when I'm <laughs> That's hearing so people,
0: awesome. you know,
1: yes. people light up about what they really, really are passionate about, and I yeah. don't care what it is. It could be. Yeah gaming or bowling or ice skating. I mean or we're, right. we're all three. Right. I don't know. You know? Right. And it's like go well go for it. Or yes. you wanna you wanna be a, a baker instead of a, a spreadsheet maker. Well then right you know go open
0: your bakery right yeah yeah and it's and it's really and it's really that easy though I mean it, it really is I think you know because of our limiting beliefs and because of our self-doubt we make things harder than they actually really are and you know I was uh, coaching a young lady as well I said I know what you need she's like what I said you need permission I'm giving you permission that's exactly what I said to her. it was just yesterday I had their coaching session and she's like Thank you. Like it oh, like she oh. said you just freed me from so much burden and I'm like all I said to her is you have permission. You know, it's like <laughs> and I think it's because we're afraid. We're afraid to say that to ourselves because does that mean that I just made myself lazy or I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to produce. Yeah, you know. And I think it's you know also our upbringing right? A lot of us yeah. are have my parents were, you know, kind of hard and stuff like that so you always have to kind of ask permission right so you know and so as you grow up you realize you're asking permission now from your teachers you're asking permission from your spouse you're asking permission from your boss you know Uh, so so Uh. sometimes when you're coaching people you're literally just saying to them I got your back and I'm giving you permission and I promise you that you're not going to get in trouble (laughs) you know Right? And she was, cause she was handling like literally juggling like 50 things and she was getting so overwhelmed. She couldn't think anymore. I said, okay, you see this and this part, we're going to give you permission to put this to the side for six weeks. And she's like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> you know, uh, Yeah. and it's all that it cool. is about clarity is what you're talking about, Laura. It's literally about clarity. And I, I love that we're having this conversation and I'm going, I've already in my head, I've already started thinking about what closets I'm going to clean out after this. Right? <laughs> Wait, why do I have so much stuff in there? I, and I don't even use half of that stuff. Why do I have it? Right. right so right. I did want to mention um, that you are an author also. So I would love you if you can to uh, touch a little bit on your books, if you're, if you're okay with that, can we do that? really? Oh, oh, quick? I, oh I would be honored to sure. okay, great. I,
1: I let go, let go courageously and live with love, transform your life with feng shui. That was the first book that came out And that was in the wake of the the marriage ending and just my whole life kind of turning upside down. Uh, That is stories with gentle suggestions. And people have really enjoyed that book. Uh, Okay. The next one is the Cherish Your World book of 100 tips to enhance your home and your life. And it's rich with uh, ideas. It's just, I mean, and, and, and what the feedback I've gotten from people is that what they really love is just kind of opening it and getting that one hit, and then maybe Mm -hmm. implementing that idea for that day or that week, you know, there's no, you know, requirement, but they really enjoy the, the inspiration it, it brings. And there's ideas for emotional and, and, you know, kind of like emotional and the limiting belief, as well as your physical space.
0: So oh, that
1: that okay. 100 tips. And then the third book is Live Inspired. And that is, again, personal essay with reflections and the wisdom I've gleaned along the way um, with wishes for, for the reader. And it also includes some poetry. And um, I'm really excited that that got the oh, endorsement awesome. of Two individuals that I respect uh, greatly including Dr. Bernie Siegel who is a best-selling author um, and MD and he had really kind things to say about that book oh. and that that just came out last <laughs> last year during the pandemic uh April 27th of 2020.
0: Oh I'm sure it came out at the at self-discovery a time. it's focused yeah. on self-discovery that's great yeah. that really is yeah and that's the live inspired right correct yeah
1: and that's there's fantastic. definitely stories about about letting go in that, mm-hmm. in that book in fact i think it's in that book that i tell the story of driving my belongings to my parents <laughs> and so it's more more detailed and then the wisdom gleaned from that experience so i believe that story is in live inspired well i know oh,
0: that's so great yeah that really is that really is great i mean i don't i mean i think this just is so timely it's just so timely i i um I guess one of the things that I heard you say before, and I wanted to touch on it really quick was you said, when I was having my group session, the women were ready, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's, do you feel like it's really important to be ready to be coached in this way? Or, you know, like, I'm just wondering, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm I'm wondering like I'm thinking about a few people in my head is that's why I guess I'm I'm getting uh that's so why I'm getting stuck a little bit, but I'm wondering like if you just tell somebody hey listen, um I know someone and she does feng shui and she knows how to kind of like get you unstuck and stuff like that but some people take advice and some people, like are still stuck. Do you feel like people need to want a coach or want to be ready to in order to move forward?
1: I think there, there is an element of that for it to be a a good fit situation,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, rather than,
0: (laughs) right, right. The hesitation, (laughs) right.
1: Right. Or fear or, um, but often I find that, you know, like, it's interesting. I worked with a client who admitted to me that it took her five years to actually finally implement the ideas that I had
0: given her, I believe that. And
1: here, here's what I and because and I backed away. I didn't. I didn't ever come back and check in. I wasn't gonna be, you know, the. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course,
1: I'm yeah. not at all. You know, I just offered this whole list of ideas, and she was very inspired in the moment. But it took her five years. And here's the thing: when the student is, you know, when the student is ready you know, she came across all the notes she had taken it, it like it had wow. to percolate for mm-hmm, those five years. Mm-hmm. And she had these life experiences. Here we go. Right. right. That just opened her to right. wow, 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 including this connection that she made because she was driving to her mother's space and working to help her uh... mother here. And was like, whoa, my mom's space is, ah. But then, right, she drove back in her own house. So she might have had some, you know, didn't put voice to it and was supportive and loving towards her mother. But it was kind of like, whoa. And inside kind of maybe judging it a little bit, right? And then driving back in her own space and going,
0: "Uh uh-oh. Right, right, (laughs) right. Well, I have
1: the same, you know, like I've got the same... In this recognition that wow, I, I don't want to put but like that other person who was like wow I don't want to put my kids through this you know mm-hmm, as I mm-hmm. as I'm getting older and you know who knows when I'm gonna go do I want to leave this and and then she had deeper uh, realizations about why she was holding on to things and it was right. so great yeah it's really really it's a personal process and and it can be so so i do believe people percolate
0: yeah um and and i
1: had a participant who percolated she she was so honest from the get-go she goes i love to learn and my life is so full right now that i don't believe i have time to take Mm -hmm. on the decluttering in my space and i said great glean all the wisdom, take whatever resonates and percolate mm-hmm. away, you know, like a right,
0: good cup, right. A
1: good cup of coffee. Right. And yeah. sure enough, by then the third session just organically and probably likely inspired. I mean I haven't asked her, but likely inspired by the 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 joy mm-hmm. of the other women and everything that was going on and shifting in their space and in the in the quality of their lives. That she she um, after at the third session she was like you know what I just kind of naturally you know, walked into the space and noticed it was a mess and I just started clearing it up and it didn't that's take
0: me great. as long as I thought it would. Yeah, I think that's right. what it is, right? It's the fear. It's right. it's fear of the commitment, fear of the right. change, all of that. Right. I mean, right. and we we foolishly make things bigger than they are, honestly. I mean, oh, we yeah. really, really yeah. do. Because oh, oh. we always find time to do what we really want to do, you oh, know? <laughs> so, so true.
1: And my favorite story along those lines is, is the the wife whose husband, you know, just like refused to clear the garage, right? But this hailstorm was coming. Like they're literally, you know, the meteorologist like this is bad. And his daughter's brand new car was parked out in the driveway. And he was like, that needs to come into the garage. Right? (laughs) Do you know how fast he cleared that garage? Exactly. Daughter's car in the garage. I mean, I I just, I love, because... Part of what he would say is, "Oh, that's going to take, you know, that's going to take too long. I don't have time. I don't have to. Again, right. Not enough. Not enough time. Not enough. Not enough. And wow, you yep. know, and yet yep. something was more valuable and more important. Here we go. And the
0: excuse, right? The
1: an excuse. Yeah. The yeah. Or the resistance. Yep. And boom, broke through. They, that, that's exciting. So everybody. It's exciting
0: when, when you can, uh, when you can look forward to, I love the work that you do. This is really powerful, Laura, that it, what you're doing is helping people's lives at a much deeper level, right? It's not just about uncluttering. You start to discover who you are too in that process. You know, I remember when me and my husband, you know, when we lost everything, we became homeless in 2009 and we lost everything. And I remember when my friends came to pack up the boxes of whatever we, we, you know, we were, I mean, we were lost our house. So we were going to put everything in storage or people's basements or whatever. And I just remember my friend going, do you want to pack this? Nope. Take it. Nope. Take that. Nope. Keep it. Nope. Throw it. And she's like, don't do that. You're going to want stuff when you move into your new apartment. I said, that's not happening anytime soon. I don't need a platter right now. I'm good. You know, because I was exhausted. I was done. I was tired. I was hurt. But I realized also after that, like once you heal and you, you, you bounce back and you do everything. I don't even need this crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even need this. What am I doing with all this stuff? You know, and it's a matter of time. You can start to like start over again. So you really got to be careful with that also, right? To letting go and then realizing that you're cluttering yourself all over again you know, like I'm a big book person. I love books. So I always have to be careful because I want to buy books everywhere I go. And it's like, I don't even read half the books, Laura. What am I doing? (laughs) But I love books. (laughs) I know, put them under your pillow
1: and you'll absorb the content. Exactly. Well, I, well, I shared that, you know, the, the thing about books is, you know, sometimes we 've already integrated the content for the ones that you we, we've read and right. so if we've integrated the content then then set them free right um, you know right. and then the ones that, that you haven't read you know again the permission slip it's okay you know like you don't have to be ashamed right you know like right. different flavors of clutter. You know, come with different energies, and I—I've actually uh, created the different different types of clutter and kind of their emotional associations. That's a whole other fun, <laughs> topic. Yeah. And it was part of my part of the class that I taught. But man, those those hit people too. But but yeah. but yeah, I mean, and to, you know, and to kind of laugh, you know, like be lighthearted with ourselves. I mean, yeah. here I was, you know, uh, my kids were in middle school and. I talk about the wandering nomads, that'll be an example of, of the, a form of clutter. Now this is one that it, it's something that you actually use, but it's in the wrong place. So the ridiculous okay. example is a lawnmower in the kitchen. <laughs> right, right? Right, right? But you know what? I see exercise equipment in bedrooms. Mm. So it's like walking in and is it time to sleep or is it time to work out?
0: Right. Right. in right.
1: the confusion that the brain, oh, man, that's brain,
0: good. Brain mm-hmm, that's goes good. To
1: confusion. Right. And can you relocate the exercise equipment? So the bedroom is about serenity and sensuality because right. that's the intention of a bedroom. Right.
0: Right. right. And,
1: and so at any rate, the story on myself is here. My kids are in middle school and I, I happen to open up a kitchen cabinet that I usually, you know, like a, the one above the. Bridge, I think it was. Anyway, there was a there was a box of Huggies wipes, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and here I was, you know, the practitioner. And I'm like, oh my God. But I tell on myself because, because I'm on a journey too.
0: Right. Right.
1: And I'm learning and growing and evolving and changing. Right. You know, every single day. I'm not the woman I was yesterday. You're not the woman you Thank were goodness.
0: Today, right. Thank you're goodness. So, That's called right? growth. I know. Yes.
1: Right? You're, not, you're not the the person who just came off of, you know. Uh, losing your house, right. right? I mean, you've grown and changed and evolved you know right. uh, beyond that in in beautiful and meaningful ways and and have that story as 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 part of what shaped you right and the compassion you can have for somebody who's lost their house.
0: exactly right
1: and no yep. more judgment. you're not right. walking around going.
0: Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. That happened to me. It humbles you. it humbles you. yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So I want to, um, before I let you go, I would love for you to let um, my audience know, like, how do we follow you? How do we find, you know, these courses you're talking about, read your books, all of that. So give us how we can, you know, stalk you a little bit.
1: Laura. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Uh, you know, Laura Starely, cherish your world. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Instagram. Although I'm still trying to figure out Instagram, I'll be honest. <laughs> but I do I do post there. I do have some videos there actually about the different types of clutter. Um you can also reach out to me um at my website cherishyourworld.com.
0: Oh, that's so I'm happy, great.
1: Happy to add you to my newsletter and you can get those tips and my re- current reflections. So and, I'm and so glad that. you came. Yeah. Oh. This was a
0: great conversation. I'm really, really glad. I, I already have like all these things going on in my head and ideas and I'm going to run upstairs and let my son know that what I said was right. Cause mom's always right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. laughs> and I want to thank all of you so much for listening and watching. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Make sure you leave a review and a comment. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to um, email me if you need me. Hello at it.com. No this is Nina Perez. Until next time make sure that you visit our website at straight talk no sugar added where you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher or anywhere you listen to your podcast or on YouTube so you'll never miss a show and while you're at it if you found value in this show we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you simply tell a friend about our show that would be awesome too If you like this show, you might want to check out our book as well. It's Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. I am Nina Perez, and I am here for you. If you are looking for private coaching, make sure that you email me at hello at com. Until next time.